Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And now, here's Dr. Mike. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for joining me today here on the live show. I am uh, blessed and highly favored of the Lord, as I'm fond of saying, and, and uh, so are you, by the way. I'm thankful, thankful for uh, my brother, my good friend, Dave Howard. He's joined me today to discuss his book, The Christian Art of Verbal Chess, Speaking Life into Others. Um, David has a very interesting background, an undergraduate in criminology, Cal State University, a graduate degree from DePaul University, is a Montana state senator, former FBI agent, the founder of both Foxhole Ministries and the national radio program, The Voice of Truth Wake Up Call, which, by the way, we air on WTTP-FM here in Lima, and that's how I... I met Dave was through <laughs> that program, the voice of truth, wake up call. I kept hearing that Dave every morning on my way to work. <laughs> and, and I thought I got to contact this guy because we are kindred spirits. Amen for that. <laughs> Amen. Well, welcome back to the live show, Dave. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to, good to chat with you as, as always. And uh, well, let's, let's start off by talking about the pending pending decision at uh, at the Supreme Court, Dobbs versus Jackson, uh, health, women's health. Um, I've heard so many people characterize this uh, pending decision as one that will overturn uh, Roe v. Wade. And, and uh, what I like to say is, well, let me let me qualify that. It's going to correct. And, and, and please correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, Dave, mm-hmm. on this this. Uh, characterization. But I like to tell people what this is going to do is it's going to correct a previous grievous error that the Supreme Court made. And it's going to say to the states, you need to decide this for yourselves. This should never, ever have been a decision that the Supreme Court rendered. And by the way, it is my firm opinion that it is not the law of the land, regardless of what the Supreme Court said back in 1973. It was simply a decision, and everybody has fallen in line, thinking that all of a sudden it's the law of the land. Dave, what's your take on that? Well, I think that it goes back, and it's a little complicated in one sense. But I think for your listener, you should know this. Number one is that the Supreme Court can only address issues that are in the U.S. Constitution. If it's not in the U.S. Constitution, it's a state's right. Now, many people say that, wait a minute, the Supreme Court now has this power because of Marbury versus Madison. Believe it or not, they they refer to a case that is in 1803. 1803. All right. Who is president in 1803? It's Jefferson. Who is the case back and forth? Marbury versus Madison. Madison is the guy that wrote more than half the Constitution. Jefferson is the fellow that writes the Declaration of Independence. And here we have Justice Marshall trying to decide between these two. Okay, And it's an issue of whether the secretary of state can literally, who is Madison, can deny anointing Marshall uh, uh, Mulberry as a in a judgeship. So this goes back and forth. Well, you think about it. 
the Supreme Court is using something like a case, a, a decision to give themselves more power than exists in the Constitution. Yes. And what was really neat, this last decision, is the fact that Sotomayor gets into this discussion. And when she gets into this discussion, she then admits what we all know to be true. This is what she said. There is not anything in the U.S. Constitution that says this court, the Supreme Court, is the last word on what the Constitution means. Now think about that. <laughs> lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> she admitted that they don't have any, okay? And then she went on to say that it has been inferred that they have this authority. Well, Mike... Uh, in my sinful past, before I found the Lord, uh, God forbid if I ever inferred I could do something. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is there anything you can't do when you just infer it? Okay. Um, and so, when you think about this, it it is preposterous. Number two is is this: look at the issue. They're trying to say because now sciences. Science has shown that that the baby is viable, okay, when it was conceived, all right? Now, wait a minute. I, I got roundly uh, criticized on the floor of the Senate in the Montana when a Democrat got up and said, well, the baby isn't even alive till it's born. And I got up oh and said, well, if it wasn't alive, you wouldn't have to kill it. And boy, you should have heard them yelling and screaming and all types of stuff. And they wanted me to apologize. So I thought, I know how to apologize. So I waved my hand, got up with my mic in my hand and said, you know, I apologize that you can't take the truth. Okay. And the truth <laughs> is that baby is alive and abortion murders that baby. Okay. Now, here's the key for me. If that Supreme Court makes a decision that Roe versus Wade was wrong, and we all know it was wrong, mm -hmm. then whose responsibility is it for the 60 plus million deaths? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That Warren, that court in 1973, which is really interesting because I'm, I'm kind of a history buff, and guess who said on national TV that it was the law of the land, okay? The supposed most trusted man in America, Walter Concrete, who oh, in a boy. speech, who in a speech later on in his life, after he retired, admitted that he was an atheist and that he was proud to, after he died to sit on the right-hand side of Satan. Wow. This gets, wow. as, as my, my granddaughter would say when she was about five years old, this gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. I, I did not know that about, uh, I, I knew Cronkite was an atheist. I did not know that he was the one that actually uttered that phrase. And boy, did, did the press and, uh, 
and the pro-murder folks jump on that statement saying that it's Absolutely. the law of the land. And we know for a fact that that is not, of course, the Supreme Court doesn't doesn't make law. That's the legislature. So, um, well, the legislature, quite frankly, uh, Congress, U.S. Congress has abdicated their responsibility. Um, exactly they, right. they hide behind, if I, if, if I understand this correctly, Dave, they hide behind uh, something, and I forget which court it was, maybe it was the Marshall Court, I'm not sure, that came up with this judicial review, which stated that they had the authority to review any and every law, and if in their opinion it was unconstitutional, they'd strike it down. Is, is that accurate? Uh, actually, it was Mulberry versus Madison. If that was the case, okay? And then in 1958, the Warren Court, <laughs> you see, I've studied this because we have we have problems with our own Supreme Court here in Montana. And I'm one of the people that's doing the research, putting the stuff together. And the thing is, is here it is, is it's this clear. In Mulberry versus Madison, it is, uh, Marshall wrote this. And for the normal person to read it, it gets very complicated. Well, in researching this with a good friend of mine who is a professor of law, Patrick Gold, Patrick and I were reading through this. And I said, well, Patrick, look, at if we want to find the truth, we have to do like any true investigation. We have to start back at the beginning because we know there's a fraud. We just can't prove it yet. So we got to start at the very beginning. So I started with Mulberry versus Madison myself. And I said, okay, what I'm looking for is where does Marshall say that the Supreme Court is the supreme law of the land? Because essentially that's what they're doing. Now, yeah. when you do any investigation, you have to look at the people who are involved. Number one is we have Jefferson, who wrote the Declaration of Independence, like I said, and we have Madison who wrote most of the constitution. And matter of fact, Madison wrote article six, section one through three. Now, why is that important? Now, do you think that Madison or Jefferson would have concurred with Marshall if Marshall would have told these two people that the Supreme Court has the final say in everything. No. There's no way. No okay? way. Okay. So here I'm looking through this, and at the last two paragraphs of Marshall versus Madison, okay, or of Mulberry versus Madison, it Marshall, who wrote the decision, says that the Constitution is the supreme law of the land, and that, guess what? All People who literally what he's saying is all people who have given an oath of office have the ability to ensure that the Constitution is rec rec correctly interpreted. Now, think about this. So the president has that ability. Congress has that ability. And the Supreme Court has this ability. Now, why did Marshall, um, excuse, excuse me, why did Madison write it this way? The reason why is in the Federalist Papers, Marsh, or Madison warned that if any one of these three departments or branches, as they called it, obtain the power of the other one, it would be the definition of despotism. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the reason it, the Constitution is written so that it doesn't give that power to the Supreme Court, it doesn't give the, the power solely to the president or to the Congress, or to the a governor, or to the legislature, me, or you got up and one day said the oath of office, you have that responsibility also, is because everyone has the responsibility to make sure the Constitution is correctly interpreted. Wow. Well, that's a far cry from, from what we hear uh, today in the, the political back and forth um, there's a whole segment of, of, of Americans, a rather large number of Americans that believe that whatever the Supreme Court says, that's it. Well, guess what? 
and I'm, I don't want to get too complicated in this, but the ABA, the American Bar Association, since 1958 has sponsored this and why. The Warren Court, in a decision in 1958, it's Cooper versus somebody else, literally said in their report that now the Supreme Court was the supreme law of the land. Wow. Okay. That's right. They gave that. They told him, we're it, guys. Now, guess who Warren is? Warren was appointed by President Roosevelt, and he doesn't even have a law degree. He was a politician. Okay. Wow. I didn't <laughs> now, know that. Yeah. Now, you start looking at this, and then you start thinking, my goodness. Now, then let's think of one other thing. You, you, you run a church, Okay. And now let's say that you have a board of three people that no matter what the church passes as what you want to do, that board gets to redefine it or define it. Who has the power? The board. The board. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what Congress passes. It doesn't matter what the president signs. The Supreme Court gets to define it. There's where the power is. We don't know it, but we have an oligarchy. Yeah, yeah, that is a, that is an unconstitutional power grab and, a, and exactly an usurpation right. of right. the division of powers. Yeah, and you know our law schools today don't require lawyers to have a test on the Constitution. <laughs> well, that would raise <laughs> far too many questions. <laughs> that would be well, inconvenient well. truths. That's right. You see, you see, the reason we love biblical and Christians will always find something to argue about. But it gets real simple when you read John 3.16. <laughs> okay. I mean, we can all under that understand that. And then when you have Paul saying the simplicity of the gospel, mm -hmm. and guess what? Everybody does that wants to make to to turn the gospel into something that's self-serving, they make it difficult. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They yeah. make it hard to understand. That's yeah. what every cult does. <laughs> yes. That's what the Supreme Court's doing. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's right. Yep. And I'm I'm thinking of all kinds of... Uh, all kinds of things, all kinds of organizations, all kinds of uh, doctrinal theological systems that do exactly that. They, they convolute, uh, conflate, uh, obfuscate. I mean, you can throw all kinds of, all kinds of words at it to define, but that's exactly what they do to hide the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ, well, which... You know, do you mind if I just I go off on tiny little different direction? Please, please do. Please do, Dave. Well, I've been doing a study for the last two weeks. And with my voice at Truth Wake Up Call, what I'm constantly doing is encouraging Christians and pastors like you do, Pastor, to speak the biblical truth into darkness. 
I believe that is a commission that we received in Acts 1-8. It says when the Holy Spirit's coming, okay, it's already here. And then if you read it in several versions, if Christ was standing before you and I right now, and he pointed at us and says, you will be my witness. Do we have an out? The answer is no. No. You you will be my witness. And where, where am I going to be a witness to? The ends of the earth. And then you start looking at the definition of that witness. In the Greek term, it's up to and including martyrdom. That's right. <laughs> Okay, so now, now, so here I did a study on the disciples are commanded to speak Christ's truth into darkness. And in about three pages, I started studying and I started in John. And the fact that we don't understand today that Ephesians 511, where it says have no fellowship with darkness, but expose it is a command. Okay. And what are we doing where we have, as a church across this nation, have, have, have literally told ourselves, don't speak into darkness because you might offend it. Yeah. Um, don't tell people the truth in church because they might leave. Yep. And you see what we've done, many churches have, is, is they have become an enterprise instead of a church. Yeah. And you see, the thing is, is that the difference is about this. I mean, you can have all of the, the godly motives in the world and try to appease people, but you don't understand by appeasing them, you're not speaking the cold, hard truth of the gospel. You're leaving that out because they might think it's rude or they might think you're telling them something that they they don't want to hear. And then you look at, read about, read Christ all the way through the four gospels. And I never have read where he said, look at guys, I'm really, I'm really concerned about how these people are going to take the truth. They might be offended. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say with a 100% certainty. <laughs> he never said that. He never said that. That's right. So, so what, I, what I'm trying to do is get our Christian people that, that love the Lord to start understanding that one of the reasons this nation is where it's at is we haven't been speaking into the public square. We have taken, Satan has been really good at taking the word politics, and we in our minds think that's Democrat against Republican. No, that is policy making. Okay. Now, here's the key what good comes from anything? where the word of the Lord, the truth is not spoken into it. Nothing, Nothing. none, no area. And yet then we're, we wake up, we haven't been speaking into politics for over 60 years yep. and we're astounded. It is going to hell on a handbasket and yep. it is literally demonic because in my opinion, I can always tell when something is demonic is when people are convinced of something that will destroy themselves. Yeah. That's my, yeah. my, my feeling. Yep. That's you good... look at the poor, poor Muslims teaching a young boy to strap something on, to go out and kill innocent people. Satan wins three ways. <laughs> He's convinced the people that are teaching the boy. He's getting that young boy to kill himself and he's killing innocent people. So win, win, win for Satan. Yeah. And you look at what's happening. You look at our Southern border. Look at the fact that right now I read that one of three of the women that are sneaking across our border, trying to get into America are being raped. Mm -hmm. One in three, literally 10% of the children are being stolen from them and put in as sex trafficking. The drugs coming across our border will probably kill over 100,000 Americans every year. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Look at what Satan has taught, taught an ideology, has convinced an ideology that we're doing a good thing by making all of these people victims and dead and death and destruction and everything that's going on. And one of the things, Dave, that's infuriating for me personally is that I believe that our our quote unquote leaders mm -hmm. in Washington, mm -hmm. they know exact the statistics that you they know exactly what's happening to these women and children. That's right. And yet they persist in crafting this narrative of compassion, right. of caring. And, and all millions of American people who should know better, but do not know better because a biblical worldview and teaching the scriptures has been removed decades now, yes. should know better. They don't know better. And so they buy that lie. It, that, it is infuriating to me, brother, to see this yes. happening. Well, as you look at it, look at the conversation between Satan and Eve. Didn't Satan sound like he was going to do something good for her? Mm -hmm. And you know that half of what Satan said was true. <laughs> that was the first, first political spin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah. You see, Satan bought the lie. I mean, Eve bought the lie because she was naive. And another thing, she didn't do the forthright thing. She should have turned around to God and said, wait a minute, God, does this guy know what he's talking about? <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 and, he's saying and, some things. And then Adam should have, what should have Adam done? Wait a minute. Now, God said, we're not supposed to do this. I no, mean, that's real, real simple. And we, we know what, we know what James was saying. He said works without deeds, but really what he was saying is works without obedience yeah is dead yeah. yeah yeah and i i've always told people i have a problem with adam more than i do eve because he stood there and watched the whole thing and didn't do anything about it that's right yeah 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 you're you know some men think it's written on their forehead that they're the they're the head of the family right yeah yeah <laughs> he didn't look in the mirror <laughs> uh -uh. no 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 that's exactly right so, so you're involved in, in, uh, in politics there in, in Montana, uh, mm -hmm. Dave, and, and you've done great work. I keep up with what you're doing, what's going on there. I'm on your email distribution. So I get links to articles mm -hmm. and things. And by the way, how can people keep up to date or maybe get on your email list? Uh, should they go to Foxhole Ministry if and they sign go up? To Foxhole Ministry and, and communicate through that website and say they'd like to get on an email list. And so many people, you know, some people like to get em emails. Some people get so many emails. I have to be careful. I'm constantly going through and unsubscribing to things I've never even subscribed to. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I, I, I just had to do that. Uh, well, was it this morning? It was this morning or yesterday. It might have been this morning. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm subscribed to things I never subscribed to. So, so I certainly get that. Um, yes. com, yes. friends, foxholeministry.com. And we have an app too. Uh, if you have a, a Google phone or an Apple phone, just go on and, and on your apps, just um, where you search for apps, just type in Foxhole Ministry and you get my app. And it's kind of neat. Uh, we're in about uh, my app, believe it or not, is in about 120 countries. Nice. Pe pe I even have somebody listening to us in china <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's the you know i i i haven't in a long time but we've we've got uh an analytics program that's available to us and mm -hmm. i'm surprised when i see that there are actually people listening from places like china mm -hmm. uh, north korea uh some of the middle east nations yeah. countries yeah. They're actually yeah. listen. They, they are they are starving for the truth, and so they're yeah. willing to risk. Uh, yeah. I think it was North Korea. Um, they just arrested a bunch of students, uh, young junior high, young high school age students, because they had somehow acquired some type of uh, 
Netflix show and they were watching or something. And so they've, yeah. they're, they're going to sentence them to harbor. I don't know where I read that at Gosh, Dave, but, but Americans could, could really do well to learn from that. How, how starved most of the world's population is for truth that we take for granted. Absolutely. And, and we should realize one thing. Every Christian should realize that in a constitutional republic like ours, the only way for people to get more power is to take it from someone else. Mm. Yeah. You see, we have a bill of rights that guarantees us. And I always look at the constitution as a contract, a contract between the people and the government. And why is the secular left today trying to destroy freedom of speech mm. and control it? Yeah. Okay. You look at every, every nation that a dictator took over. That's the first thing they did. Yes. That's what happened to Fidel Castro. It's what Hitler did, what Stalin did. I mean, all of them, they kill freedom of speech. Yeah. Well, we don't understand many Christians that freedom of speech is the freedom of conscience. And the freedom of conscience is our ability to speak Christ into the world. Yes. I mean, when you look at it, America has been a fantastic entity for sending out missionaries all over the world and convert. I mean, do we want to lose that? I mean, <laughs> you see, we, you look at history and you realize that the founding fathers and their families that brought them, that came over to America, knew that America was their inheritance from God. The mm -hmm. liberty they received was their inheritance. And I ask the question many times when I'm doing talks, said, if God gave you a gift, what would you do with it? Would you share it with others? Well, obviously we would. Would you hide it? Would you give it away? If somebody wanted to steal it and just take it from you, would you give it up? How would you treat that gift? Liberty is that gift. Yes. Amen. And we're sitting around going, oh, we can't talk about politics. You know, we're all going to turn into pumpkins and go to hell. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's just... yeah, it's very puzzling to me, Dave, when I yeah. especially uh, for for brothers, uh, fellow pastors yeah. uh, whom I I uh, am friends with and, and, and respect uh, when they make statements along the lines of, well, we shouldn't be straying into that whole sphere of 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 politics and and on a couple of occasions i've said well what do you think jesus was doing when he was criticizing and berating and condemning and judging mm -hmm. the pharisees the scribes the sadducees they weren't just wearing a religious hat they were wearing a civic hat civil hat they a, were a the government, government hat and their their king was herod Yes. Okay. Who was a political appointee, by the way. Yes. That's right. <laughs> and That's guess right. what the Sadducees used and the Pharisees used to kill Christ? Another political appointee. That's right. Pilate. That's exactly right. Yep. Oh, no, so it's so, nothing to do with politics, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's, I've heard people say, uh, well, you know, Jesus, he never... Uh, he never condemned Rome. He never did this or that or the other thing. So he wasn't involved in politics. And I, and, and I often remind him that, uh, remind folks that, well, Jesus wasn't a Roman citizen, first of all. So it would have been nonsensical in a sense. It'd be like me trying to tell the United Kingdom what to do with their laws or how to, you know, whatever. But he did address the laws of his nation. And he right. did that on many, many, many occasions. So we can't say Jesus wasn't involved in politics because clearly he was. See, what, what us, us Christians, maybe that's a bad term. What we have to realize is this. We're not speaking against government. We're speaking against tyranny. Correct. Okay. We're speaking against sin. You see, a fellow, a good friend of mine came to me and said, well, what about Romans 13? And I said, well, if you separate Romans 13 from the rest of the Bible, and that's all you read, you might be able to draw that conclusion. But I said, you got a little problem. <laughs> Number one, in the first three verses, it says it's of God, 
for God, by God. Now, that's a godly government. That's right. Okay? And then it says that the government is designed to protect the good and punish the evil. All right. Now let's look at our government. Is it by God, for God, of God? Okay. Is it protecting the good? No. It's exactly the opposite, right? It's persecuting the good. The government is lying to us. And then if you speak the truth, it persecutes you. And then it supports the liars. That's right. Okay. Yep. Now they're lying to us. That's right. We know they're lying to us. Okay. Now they know we know. That's right. They know we know. Now we're supposed to speak up when people are being exploited for children, for sex, and that kind of stuff. Oh, then we're not supposed to speak up if it's political corruption. Nonsense. Yeah, it's nonsense. That's nonsense. It it is it is the ability of humans to rationalize. Mm -hmm. I I once interviewed a man who killed eight people. He sat there being chained to the floor, chained to the desk, smiling at me, telling me he did every one of them a favor. Wow. That's the extent that we can rationalize ourselves out of any kind of right or wrong. Yes. Yeah. And we need today, we need to do this. We need to speak that word of God with all the power of the Holy Spirit right into every bit of evil that's taken place in our public that's right. Public yep. square. Amen, Dave. Amen. I agree with that. That's why that's why uh, Paul called the gospel the power of God. That's the right. Power of God, friends. Mm-hmm. That power is operational in every it's meant to be operational in every context. Yes. There, there should not be a, a, a sphere or an area in this creation that is that's not right. subject to the proclamation of the gospel. Exactly right. And then- and, and to have churchmen, Dave, churchmen say, That's right. yeah, no, we shouldn't get involved in that. It's, it's, yeah, it's mind blowing. Well, I have, um, the, the gal that does my hair, she's Catholic. Okay. And her and I are always talking about scripture and stuff. And, and most Catholics don't know scripture. <laughs> Just, it's, and she was telling me they got a new priest. This was two years ago. And this priest came in and his first sermon was about homosexual marriage. Okay? Really? Really. His first sermon. And his second sermon was about the evilness of political corruption. And then wow. he went, Yeah. I mean, she told me, she said in the first six months, they lost 10 to 12% of the people going to the church, going to the Catholic church. Wow. And she went up to him and said, Father so-and-so, you know, have you known that we, we are missing this many people and this earth people? And he smiled really big at her and said, Brianna, they weren't here anyway. Yeah. Now that church is 30% bigger than it's ever been. Amen. (laughs) Wow. Wow. It's a Catholic church. That's amazing. It's amazing. That is amazing. I could, I could wish and pray that some of my Protestant brethren would, would do exactly the same. That's right start speaking about these issues. In fact, I wasn't prepared to show anything. Um, I just, I'll send you a copy of it, Dave, for your uh, review and, and mm-hmm. feedback. Sure. Um, someone asked me to create a, a short list of criteria mm-hmm. for, um, for people who are looking for a good, solid, Bible-based fellowship mm-hmm. to be a part of. And so I put together a a short list. I think I came up with 15 characteristics that people should be looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll send that to you and, and get your feedback and response. Uh, I'd, I'd love to. I'll do some voice of truth on it. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. And, yeah. and, and so I'm going to give that away free folks. So those that have joined us, uh, if you want to go to uh, the transforming word.com, the transforming word.com, sign up, you sign up there and I need your first last name and your email, first last name and email. Um, I'm happy to send you that uh, PDF for free. I'm also taking those, those characteristics and I'm, I'm expounding on them. I'm going to create an ebook for mm-hmm. folks and that's going to be free at some point down the road, but um, I'll get that into, into your hands, Dave. And I'd appreciate your, your yeah. feedback. 
Oh, gosh. You know, I think what we need is I tell people, how do I change my pastor around? And I said, look at 90% of the pastors I know are well-meaning, have, mm -hmm. have good motives. But what makes a bold pastor is a bold congregation. Sit down, have lunch with him, explain to him what's going on. Explain to him that you, you don't want to make our church into a political action committee. No, but what we want to do is address the terrible things that are happening. So we as watchmen on the wall, we educate the body of Christ. And I, I, I've had a couple of guys do that at, at, up in like an up in Helena. And they said, <laughs> one of them told me, he said their, their pastor just stared at him for a few minutes. And he said, <laughs> you really want me to do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Fact, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I've been blessed here in Lima, Dave at Calvary with, with some bold, some, some really bold folks and, I'll give you an example of this. So <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, um, I had a, a young man and, and, and a young lady. They've got uh, four children. And and they uh, before the service started, they said, um, were you planning on saying anything today about the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, verdict? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they wanted they, they want they're asking me to comment on that from the pulpit during teaching time. Yes. I thought it was wonderful. Uh, you see, what I find is, is that the, the one that biggest emails I get is when people say, why do you think my church isn't talking about some of these issues? Okay. Like, for instance, uh, I did a, a, a blog that's recently, and it, it's on the theory behind why our, a particular entity within our country today, the secular, progressive, liberal ideology, creates chaos. Mm -hmm. You see, chaos is Satan's best friend. That's yeah. where they get power. If you don't have chaos, you don't have power. I mean, you can gravitate it down to a little child that keeps causing problems at home, you know. And what is the child doing? They're wanting attention. <laughs> mm -hmm. You see? And as a child, we can redirect them. But the key thing is, is this, and, you know, there's a hundred different things that, that we could speak of today that would arm Christians better to deal with what's right outside the door. And, uh, and that's the kinds of things you're, you're talking about. That's what yeah. we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we would take a, take our uh, uh, cue from mm -hmm. the Black Robe Regiment, look, look at our history. That's right. And we would understand how much the the pastors, the the pulpits of America, right. influenced and 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 really uh, they were the spark. That's right. That, that inflamed the Revolutionary War that that gained our freedom. And mm -hmm. they were. We could talk about the Great Awakening and all of the prominent well, pastors. Yeah. America has has had been for for decades and even centuries guided morally mm -hmm. by Christianity, by Judeo-Christian principles. And yeah. and today, and of course, you know this, I'm speaking this for those that have joined us, mm -hmm. but that 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 foundation was deliberately sabotaged and and weakened almost almost mm -hmm. almost destroyed. Mm -hmm. That's right intentionally so mm -hmm. that the nation could be taken in a whole different direction. The wicked people out there, Dave, they think they've won. They haven't won. No, no, they haven't won, won. have they? No, no. You see, what they don't know is this. America was won by God. It was his providence. I mean, just read about Roosevelt and all the different stuff I mean, when he was defeated in New York and he had to escape and that fog came in and it stayed in and the British couldn't see him escaping and going across the river until they got to the other side and miraculously the fog lifts. That's right. <laughs> I mean, when God had his hand into this country in every way, just read our Declaration of Independence, life, 
liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Where do you think liberty comes from? Yeah. God. Right. Amen. <laughs> okay. He's, he's the one that brought liberty. Yes. Okay. So you, you look at this and then for us today, not to know that we're supposed to speak up and stand. You know, I've, I've been in conversations with people that they said, well, you know, we're not really supposed to get into politics. We're not supposed to do anything. And I said, oh, I said, I say, you, you don't need the armor of God. And they went, what do you mean? I don't need the armor of God. If you're going to sit and hide under your desk, you don't need it. <laughs> that got a raised eyebrow, didn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Because guess why he needed it? I said, it's funny how people read Ephesians and they, they all, they read up to about the 18th verse, but they don't read 19 and 20 because Paul tells us why he needs that armor. It's to be Christ ambassador and yes. speak boldly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, That's if you right. want to do something, anybody watching this, just search boldly and go through the New Testament and see how many times Paul uses that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Today we have pastors speaking weekly, weekly. Yes. We don't yeah. want to ruffle anybody's feathers. I call it preaching half the gospel. It's it's the part about all its love and wonderfulness and what God's going to do for you and everything else. But we just don't understand that the day that we give our life to Christ, we have gotten a commission. We're commissioned to go out and speak his word into darkness because that's the only thing that brings people to Christ. And we know that's how we came. That's right. Amen. Amen. And and that commission, friends, that commission mm -hmm. is a is a military term that right. means this is your role assignment commission. This is yeah. your your command to go and be ambassadors for Christ. That, so I'm listening to you talk, Dave, and it's like what we got today is uh -huh. instead of these warriors in their armor and their, their flaming sword mm -hmm. standing firm against this onslaught of evil, we've got Christians who think they're that, mm -hmm. but, but they're sitting on the sofa eating popcorn and watching the TV. That's right. That's not spiritual warfare, friends. No, no, it isn't. It's, it, it is, we're living in a world, and I think it, it existed forever, and it has been where you can think you're anything, okay? Mm -hmm. I, I had a, a senator up in Helena tell me she was a Catholic and she worked for Planned Parenthood. <laughs> wow. I said, I said, Senator so-and-so, you're not a Catholic. She said, what do you mean I'm not a Catholic? I said, have you ever read the Catholic catechism about abortion? She said, no. And I said, well, you should, and you'll figure out you're not a Catholic. And she literally turned around and said, you can be anything you want. Wow. 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 Okay. Yeah. So murder, what's the, that, that, as long as it's self-serving, <laughs> mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. guy that killed eight people and told me that all of them would have thanked him. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 But by the way, friends, make sure you go to foxholeministry.com and get the book. Yeah. Christian that, Art of that, Verbal Chess. That Speaking book is just for sale on Amazon right now. Yep. So, so if do you have a link on on your website, Dave? If they click the link, it takes them to Amazon. Well, I tell you that is in the process of getting done. Um, okay. What I've been happened to my website? I, I've been attacked multiple times by the secular left, and they've shot it down to shut down my my um, app. It's uh, it's been quite a battle. It, wow. it shows you that when you speak the truth, they're coming after you. That's a fact. Yep, <laughs> that is a fact. And uh, one of the things I found interesting um, about you, Dave, and I didn't know this until the last, just prior to the last conversation we had, because we've we've chatted three or four times now. Yes. yes. Uh, but but I, I did a little more research uh, um, on you mm -hmm. and your background. <laughs> Plus, you shared a lot in this book, which I thought was fascinating. Um, about your background. Mm -hmm. And um, part of that is communication. You are a, I would call you a master communicator mm -hmm. in the sense that you understand what communication is, mm -hmm. the give and the take and the observation of it and, and, and looking for certain things and, 
and characteristics and, and body language and all of that thing. Um, we've got, I don't know, 13 minutes left. I, I, I thought maybe we would just touch on this book because part of what you're, you're, you're encouraging people here in, in your book is to remember that part of being ambassadors for the Lord mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is communicating the gospel. Absolutely. And so there's, there's, there's strategies, there's techniques, there's, there's things that we should be paying attention to as we're communicating the gospel. So let's just briefly talk about that, Dave. Well, the key ingredient for us all to realize is that the, the, the critical thing is trust. You see, you don't trust people that won't listen to you. You don't trust people that don't affirm you. You don't trust people that talk all the time and never never let you have a word in edgewise. You start to trust people who honestly look at you and emphatically try to understand and they ask questions. Because every one of us, there's two things we need. Number one is air. I've done some scuba diving and I can tell you if it goes, (laughs) you realize how much air is important. But the second thing is to be affirmed. Every person. I mean, how many of us have talked to somebody that honestly, we don't really want to talk to, but there's where grace comes in. We have to give them that grace and we have to listen to them and we have to do it empathically and we have to put on our listening hat and we have to let them speak their soul to us. Yes. And when they do that, and when you do that, then they will actually listen to you. Yes. Yeah. And there's the key. I mean, it, it, remember the story I, I told you about the Indian woman at the beginning of the book. Yeah. I didn't realize what I was doing, but I was just listening to her. I was concerned about her. It came through louder than words. I kept buying her another Coke and, and, and that, those, those chips because the smell was so bad. I couldn't hardly stand it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I stuck with it. It stuck with her. And she turned around and said, do you want me to give you a statement? Okay. I mean, my goodness, you talk about cultural differences. Mm-hmm. I was a light year from her. Okay, not better, just totally different. She was, you know, the key thing is, is what I learned from that was empathy was later on as I I became more of trying to be a Christian. I learned that's what grace is. So in a sense, I think that's the essence. But you have to learn that meaningful communication is a game of strategy just like watching a pro football team or it's strategy. And the thing is you have to stick with it. You have to know what that strategy is. That's why I gave the pawns their on-time techniques, learn those pawns and you can, you can move through that minefield and really affirm people. And that's, 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 that's the key. And that was really, uh, I, I enjoyed that, that, feature, how you laid that out in, in your book, mm-hmm. tying in each each piece on the chess board, the, the king, the queen, the bishop, the, the knight, the, the, the rook, the, uh, the pawns. I mean, it, that's, that's how, how each of them, it was it was fantastic how you did that. Um, and and you couched all of this, Dave, you couched this within the the fruit of the spirit Um, Galatians five, uh, Mm -hmm. and the operation of the Holy spirit, because, and and this is something I learned a long time ago. I've been a believer for 38 years and Mm -hmm. and been involved in different ministries for 35 and been a pastor. This is my 24th year now being a pastor. And one of the things that I've learned is that, that in everything that you do, um, and you're going to communicate differently to different groups. That's right. Different uh, but, people. But in, but in everything that you do, you are you are seeking to remove every obstacle 
that prevents someone from seeing the cross of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And, and, and whether that's answering objections, whether that's, that's just having a conversation and sharing your testimony, well, whatever the case might be, your communication style should be or should take into consideration that goal of sharing Christ with them. Now, you may have to take a, a very circuitous route to get there. That's right. But yes. you're still on that path to get there, right? That's right. And, and, that, and that is so important because once people know you care, okay, because people don't care about what you think unless they know how much you care. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And it and <laughs> that's just the true story right yeah. there. And you see the the like with the verbal chest, the Christian art of verbal chest, the minimum win is they walk away, they may not agree with you, but they respect you. Yes. You've been they've been listened to, they've poured out their heart, even though you affirmed them, you have maybe agreed with them. But that means you can talk to them again. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. And that's the key. Yeah. That is the key. Yeah. And we are. So so here at Calvary Lima, I'll just say this for those that have joined us for this for this live show, because many, many of you out there, I know this, that join us for the live show every week. You also join us on Sundays for our service. We stream our services online and and the online congregation has already exceeded the number of people that <laughs> join us in our physical location. That's I, fantastic. I just think it's fantastic. Yes. I, I'm, I'm just, just so yeah. blessed by it. Amen. Um, but one of the things we're going to be doing Sunday at Calvary is we're having a couple of uh, gentlemen, a couple of pastors from, from Lima. They're, they're coming in and splitting the service up uh, between them. And, um, and they're going to be sharing their ministries. <clears throat> Because I'm a believer that we should not be creating a ministry when those ministries already exist in other churches in our city. What we need yes. to do is come alongside of them, support right. them, whether it's financial resources, whether it's, it's brothers and sisters that want to get involved. And pastors, listen to me right now. Mm -hmm. Stop being afraid that somebody's going to see a ministry in another church and they're going to leave your church. Yeah. They're not your people to begin with. Right, <laughs> they, <the Lord>. <laughs> they belong to the Lord. Mm -hmm. You continue to do what God is directing you to do, introducing different divisions of the body of Christ within the city in which you live. So we've got two ministries, two pastors coming in. And, and the one is, is very focused on homeless people, homeless yes. people. And yeah. so what you've said, Dave, in this book, and again, folks, get the book, The Christian Art of Verbal Chess, Speaking Life into Others. You can get it on Amazon. David Howard's the author. The thing that I've been impressed by Pastor Russ and his ministry to the homeless, and he said this in the last conversation that I had with him. He said, once they see that you care, you can actually have a conversation with them and they'll begin to share because there's a big trust issue yes. with those that are, that are homeless. Generally yes. speaking, trust is a huge issue. Yeah. But once they see that you care, it isn't just about you're trying to feel good about yourself because you did something, That's right. but they see that you actually care. They'll open up and have a real conversation and you might be able to get down to the root issues that's caused them to be homeless then real help can come in to try and lift them out of that and get them on their feet again. That's really being the hands and feet of Jesus, isn't it? Well, you ain't kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, had a far left female. She was a lesbian. I searched with her a lot of years and she came up to me one day and she said, you know, Dave, if the people who voted for me knew how good of friends we were, they would never believe it. <laughs> wow. That's a great testimony, actually. <laughs> That's a great testimony for, for you as, uh, as an ambassador of Christ, Dave. Well, the thing is, is this, because we have differences, that doesn't mean we have to dislike each other. That's right. That just doesn't have to be the program. 
And besides, I tell people, if you, if you, you don't want to disagree with anybody, well, well, that's not reality because, uh, if you get two Christians together and they talk about the gospel, they'll disagree. And if if they say they agree on everything, one of them's fibbing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. Yeah, that is a true story. But we love right the Lord. <laughs> a, a, amen. Well, yeah. Dave, it's been a pleasure as always to talk to you, brother. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh it's an encouragement. We we get to encourage one another and and hopefully mm-hmm. folks, you that have joined us for this conversation. You are encouraged as well. Please share this show with with uh, your friends, family, and on your platforms, and and let people know that we are live every Monday at six p.m. Eastern yeah. Standard Time. And and Dave, we'll have you on again uh, very soon because uh, we don't need an excuse. We can just get together as brothers and talk about what's happening. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, folks. Thank we'll you. see you next Monday at six p.m. Eastern Time here on, well, wherever you've joined us, YouTube, The Transforming Word, uh, my Facebook page, or The Gatekeepers Online. Make sure you drop those comments in there and share it, would you? We appreciate that. God bless you guys. I'll see you next week. Renewing our minds is not an option. You thought I forgot, didn't you? I did. (laughs) We'll see you.